welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big God bless you. Come on. Glory. Hallelujah. What a blessing of the Lord. You may be seated if you can. And if you can't, stand up. I don't care. (laughs) Such a high honor to come. Let me tell you why I said that to John and Carla. Uh, uh, David Sheeran and Vicky said, listen, I got got a couple here that has a lot of your background. I said, really? Within the La Cosa Nostra, the mafia? What? (laughs) A lot of that's my background. And I was raised in New Orleans. You do what you got to do. With the Mississippi Rivers for, you know, things of that nature. He said they're ex-hippies and rockers. I said, oh, well, the, I got to meet these people. Because I came out of the secular world. I was a, I mean, I was a heavy rock musician. I worked on a, for you that don't know me, I worked on the same circuit as Led Zeppelin. Grand, I had head down here. Grand, you know what I mean? My, a ZZ Top. All that. Girls just a screaming. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was your grandma doing that. <laughs> Just screaming, your grandma. And, and uh, let me tell you about Mick Jagger. He got the same color hair I got. He just dyed. But I like Carla's hair. It just looks good. <laughs> so let me make this announcement. My hair is so white, if the lights go out, follow me. It glows in the dark. It just glows in the dark, you know. But God has been so good and gracious. So when I got to meet them, and I love Colorado. And let me tell you why I like Colorado. Because I, I used to call it Colorado. And they said, no, it's Colorado. It's color red. Oh, okay. And uh, people ask me all the time, say, Brother Jesse, are you ever going to retire? I said, do I look tired? Am I beat up that bad? You know, I'm 73 years old. Make a long story short, I said, if I ever would retire, I would retire in Colorado. Oh, I love this place. So if, if you missed the rapture, come here. <laughs> Get up on one of them mountains and say, Jesus, you forgot one. Praise God. And God is so good. Come quickly, Roy. Uh, I brought some uh, material. I've heard it all. It's very good. God's been so good and gracious to us. Just real quickly. Uh, this, I love this book. It took me a long time to write it. This is me. I never learned to doubt. I know nothing of doubt. I was christened and confirmed the Catholic boy. All I knew was a numine patria fili, the spirit to something, you know. That's it. The Hail Mary prayer, the Our Father prayer. That's it. And that's all. And he, anybody ever been raised Catholic? I bet you can quote that Hail Mary prayer all day long. They shove that thing so deep in you, you'll never get out of it. Hail Mary, full of great, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for our sinners now and at the hour of our death. When's the last time a Protestant church taught you a prayer? Don't shout me down. They should have taught us the book of Ephesians, chapter one and chapter two. We ought to be praying that prayer. See, well, we don't want to pray a repetition. Look, if it's in the Word of God, it's not repetitious. Let me tell you something about doubt. Doubt is mental anemia. It's actually a form of atheism. See, when you doubt God's Word, you doubt that He exists. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. This book will change your life. And I, I, every time we, I, I put it on Amazon in three days, it's number one bestseller. Every time we get it, it sell out. It just, it's all going all over the world. It is a blessing. It will minister to you. I never learned to doubt. I know nothing of doubt. I didn't have to unlearn some things. I wasn't religiously brainwashed. 
See, so when I got born again, if you don't like the way you was born, try it again. <laughs> it's better the second time around. Won't nobody hang you upside down, slap you for it. Be a blessing real quickly. Uh, there are preachers calling me. I, I, I'm, this morning I'm preaching to 2.9 billion people in 14 different languages on broadcast television and on, uh, without sounding prideful or arrogant, and on, and, uh, what do they call it, social media, that's what they call it. My wife had me start doing social media. I hate that. I said, woman, I do enough work. What's the matter with you? <laughs> but this is when the COVID hit. She said, but you're so used to preaching to a camera and there was nobody in the church and I mean, I'm running all over the church. I said, I, I don't know why I'm running. There ain't a soul in this church. It's just me and the camera. Well, ladies and gentlemen, from 2020, January 2020 to the end, what is it, September of August 2022, we've had almost 43 million people contact us on social media. 43 million. You heard me right. I mean, I mean we running, we're working 24-7 just to service that. And I preached a sermon called The Two Kinds of Christians. It's a DVD. The ones you like and the ones you don't like. <laughs> you just thought about the ones you don't like. Literally. Jesus said, Alexander, I mean, Paul said, Alexander the coppersmith, dumb and much home. The Lord is going to reward that boy. John said, let me tell you something. I got some problems in this church. This guy here, he loves the preeminence more. But you got to learn, you don't have to like them. You have to love them. That set me free. Because there's some people, they're not thorns in the flesh. They're complete bushes. <laughs> it's a fact. You know it and I know it. You just thought of them. And Jesus said, you ain't got to like them. He didn't like the Pharisee or the Sadducee. He said, you're snake, you're hypocrite, you're viper. But he went to the cross and died for them. There's a difference between love and life. That's back there if you'd like to get that. And then I wrote this, be- uh, this book because I was, a, I was Christian and confirmed a Catholic. I never could talk to God. You talk to the priest. And I had a Sicilian priest. I was raised in a Sicilian neighborhood. You know what I mean? La Cosa Nostra, the kind, the kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I'll never forget one time I went into the priest. I said, I said, Father, I, I call him Father. I said, the Father. I said, Father, I need to talk to God. What's the matter with you? You don't talk to God. You're talking to me. You understand? I said, well, do you talk to God? He said, well, no, I don't talk to God. I said, who do I want to talk to you for? I need to talk to the man. <laughs> he told me to shut up, and I did. <laughs> But I wrote this book called Warning a God You Can Talk To. I want this. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. I want more than relationship. I want fellowship. See, that's what you were talking about right there. I was prophesying in the times to come. See, it's forever. See, covenants cannot be broken unless you break them. And why would you want to do that? That's back there. And what else? You got anything else? No, that's fine. So go back there. Avail yourself to the book and resource table if you so desire. Would you stand to your feet and, and, and rub something? If you have to rub something, rub it quick. Get it over with. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're comfortable. Okay, you can be seated. I want to make sure. Lord, if you got your Bibles, I'd like you to turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 1. I like the old King James Version Bible because it's so poetical. If you notice, and I love all different translations, but when people quote scripture, normally they quote the old King James. I heard something uh, yesterday that really blessed me. It really bothered me that uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth went home to be with the Lord. She was a defender of the faith. A lot of people don't realize that, knew that, but she was very, very, she loved the Lord. She really did. But she said something a lot of people may not realize. They said, Queen Elizabeth, if Jesus came in your lifetime, what would you do? She said, I would love to lay my crown down at his feet. Isn't that something? Now I'm 73 and so is King Charles. You know, those kind of stuff. I saw we've known in my life, uh, you know, with Queen Elizabeth. And uh, so be praying for the royal family because they need help. Then Princess Diana used to listen to my tapes. 
and things of that. I, I, I don't mean that privately, just the way it was. And I, had office, I have officers in Bath, England, and, and Australia, and the different places. And, uh, and I have been persecuted, but that's okay. It doesn't make any difference, because Percy's not cute. So it <laughs> doesn't really make any difference. You see what I'm saying? I've learned something. If you want to get people's attention in the political realm, it takes money and votes. If you want to change things, money and votes. You want to change things, it's the ballot box. Just literally that simple. And, you know, it's amazing to me that I'm 73 and I never thought in my entire life in America that people wouldn't know what sex they are. Let me give you a word of knowledge. Look down. <laughs> Just look down. That's all you got to do is look down. He's going to tell you what you are. Yeah, but I don't feel that way. Don't mean anything what you feel. Don't mean anything what you feel. You are what you are. Some of you don't feel married, but you are. <laughs> Just look at it. You there, buddy. Come on, do what you feel. <laughs> it's just amazing to me how people are. And yet, it doesn't make any difference. People, a man told me that the other day, but just that things are falling apart. I said, no, sir. They're falling in place. For the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some people don't believe in the rapture. Well, stay here. But just going out on the first load, you can do what you want. I'm going out on the first load. I want to talk today about something. I want to start reading in Mark chapter 1, verse 14. It says, now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. God's way of doing and being right. That's what the kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven is a place. Kingdom of God is a method. Always remember that. Kingdom of heaven is an actual physical place. The kingdom of God is a method, God's way of doing and being right. That's in, uh, in Matthew 6, 33 too. Seek ye first. See, you can't get second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth till you seek ye first. See, you got to put things first. And, and, and what, let me read verse 14 again. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel of the good news. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen or fishers. Jesus said unto them, come, come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishermen or fishers of men, not keepers of aquariums. Fishermen of men, not keepers of aquariums. See, the church has, come, has become keepers of aquariums. My four and no more. How come you can't be comfortable in other Christian churches? Because they got that little hand up, my four no more. I had a doctor tell me, the other, I mean, a Baptist preacher, good guy. He said, I don't believe in healing. I said, you hadn't got sick enough yet. <laughs> he hadn't had a doctor stick his finger in your face, said you got stage four cancer, pancreatic. You got too much to live. All of a sudden, somebody like me or you, John, become very important to those kind of people because we believe in healing. See, I tried sick. It don't feel good. I tried sad. It don't feel good neither. I tried broke. That's stupid. <laughs> You know, talking about this finance, if money is so bad, how come you have a hard time giving it away? Let that sink for a second. If it's so bad. Money is not bad. It's the love of money that's bad. We live in an economic world. If it's so bad, why you got to have a hard time giving it away? That's really amazing to me. How many of you need some money? Hold your hand up. Be honest. You need some money. Come on. Come on up in the, in the balcony. Don't lie. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. <laughs> You know what? Let me just say this. The Lord's bringing me in this direction. You know why you need some money? You want to know why? Because you don't know how much you want. You know how much you need. 
but you don't know how much you want. Why would you ask God for a need to start with? My wife says, you never ask God for a need. I never will. It's a waste of spiritual energy. Why? Because God said, I will supply how many need? How many? How many? How many? Well, why would you ask him for a need if he supplies all? Why don't you tell him what you want? See, because when you get what you want, you don't even think about need. Need is not a part of your life at all. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Well, if he's your shepherd, why would you want? Is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? Oh, let me get black with it. Is the Lord your shepherd? Then you shall not want. Now, the reason why you don't want to tell God what you want, because the church world for 2,000 years said that was greed. It's not greed, it's growth. See, it's growth, not greed. See, you got to understand that. That's why so many people don't know, that's why they have financial trouble, because they know what they need, but they don't know what they want. Have you ever had too much month at the end of your money? No, it was 31 days in a month and you ran out on the 29th and you brought your kids in and said, we're fasting for two days. <laughs> Call a force fast. Because you don't know what you want. People get mad at me because I'm a blessed man. How many of y'all heard about that about four years ago? I was the number one story in the world. Yeah. I was on a front page news in Kazakhstan. He's got four jets. That's not true. I've owned four jets, but not at one time. And I mean, I was in New York in ABC, CBS, NBC, Good Morning America, they hit me at the, at the church door and at, the, at the, uh, uh, the, the hotel. And I just smiled at them. And I just, uh, you know, and, I, and they, they were freaking out. It was a lie. Our lawyers hit them for $100 million and got it. Yes. Wait, wait, I'm not finished the story. And I told them, I said, we won the They were, oh, no, because they lied. They took copyright. It's just not true. See what I'm saying? I mean, I don't care. Nail me to the wall if it's true. But it's not true, you know? And I just smiled at them. So they, they ran me on Good Morning America. You might have seen that? And boy, they were just eating my lunch. <laughs> and I was enjoying myself. <laughs> I said, my God, man, I, people know me now that didn't. <laughs> they didn't know me now that didn't. And the reason why I wasn't worried about it because I didn't do any of that. So anyway, I was about ready to cut it off. The Lord said, watch it, watch it. And right at the end of the program, you might have seen that. The lady that was, you know, just doing the, the, the piece, she said, you know, he's going to get that money. And the three people on Good Morning America said, he, he's going to get that. He's going to get that money and buy that jet. He's going to get that money. And the Lord said, even the devil's agreeing. <laughs> I got the jet. Give Jesus a hand clap for that. Don't mean that pridefully. Don't mean that pridefully. It's just a tool to preach this gospel. Tomorrow morning, I got to be in Dallas, Texas by nine o'clock in the morning. And it's Chicago Tuesday. I mean, I, I just did 38, 38 to 39 different meetings, just traveling constantly. And I, I want to talk today about expansion. The breadth of Christianity. You see, the name of your church is Faith Heights. So you got to get higher. Expansion. Spiritually, physically, financially, not just the buildings, but you personally Amen. in every area of your life. See, because when you find out what you want, then you won't struggle. I mean, what, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? People say, I don't believe in that prosperity message. You cannot go to heaven. You're going to get mad at Jesus. You're going to walk out there and walk and see them gold streets. You're going to say, Jesus, this ain't right. It ain't right, Jesus. We're from Colorado. You got a trailer? No, we ain't no trailer. Nothing wrong with trailers. In my father's house are many what? Yes. Ah. 
Now the Our Father prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? 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 As it is where? How come you don't have a mention here? Because the church won't let you have it. The secular world won't let you have it. Because, see, Satan has convinced the church that poverty is a blessing. Well, if poverty is a blessing, we'll give you a house away and go live under a bridge. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Preaching should never supersede thought. It should make you think. See, it's not about money. It's what you do to understand what God says to do. And if you think there's a shortage of money in Grand Junction, go out to that airport. Go see how many of them jets out there. They got jets out there that cost 50, 60, and 70 million dollars. Not just one. Bunches of them out there. Now, how come it's always for someone else and not you? Think about that for a minute. It's okay for someone else. So some, how come someone else has got to own the business instead of you? Think about that for a minute. But see, they told you not to. Just do what we tell you to do. You must be a Democrat. <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean that rudely, but I mean, it's just the truth. I mean, you know, wait a minute. Yeah, do it as we tell you. Don't, you know, we're going to do what we want. Caught Nancy Pelosi fixing her hair when she shouldn't have been doing that. She needed to fix her hair. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, I don't have a problem with that. But why can't you? Do you see my point? A government of the what? By the people, for the people. So Jesus said, I'm going to make you a fisherman of men, not a keepers of aquariums. So write this down if you're taking notes. An expanded life is clarified by a vision of transformed values. The title of this message is Expansion, the Breath of Christianity. An expanded life is clarified by a vision of transformed values. Then it's vitalized by larger motives, and then it's deepened by wider horizons. So in other words, your vision should be clarified by transformed values, vitalized by larger motives, and deepened by wider horizons. See, we should not only be making a living, we should be making a life. I've had many opportunities to fail, I just don't take any. We could have crashed the plane this morning if we'd have wanted to. All we had to do is push the yoke down. But we didn't. Why? Because we had to come to Faith Heights. You see what I'm saying? And I tell you what, I, I brought some of my mechanics with me. They said, I said, y'all come to Colorado. And you ought to see them. They were taking pictures out the windows. Now, I've flown over Colorado so many times. I've been to Colorado quite a bit. I've rode my motorcycles to uh, Black Canyon, all that kind of stuff. I, just, I like it. You got to learn to breathe here, though. It takes a little while to learn to get climatized. You got to learn to breathe. <laughs> you're sucking wind. You think you're having a heart attack when you first come, especially from New Orleans, because it's, it's below sea level. You know what I'm saying? But when you understand that God says, I will clarify your vision. You see, what are you seeing? What are you willing to believe? People say, you don't seem to be disturbed of what's happening. No, I read the book. See, I know the headlines. It's Matthew 24. Go read it. it you, you can have the headlines right there. He says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man come. Not because of tsunamis or earthquakes or hurricanes and things of that. No, because of sin. That man preached 120 years and they wouldn't listen to him. But the day came. And if they could find that door of that ark, there'd be fingernails in it. Because they'd begin to rain 105 inches an hour. 
You know how much water that that's like being under a waterfall. People, and God closed that door because Noah would have opened it. So you don't mess with God because by the time he got finished, there's only eight people left. Think about that for a minute. Next time the devil rises up in some way, shape, or form. So when you understand that this breath of expansion is clarified by a vision of transformed values. See, we must breathe this heaven air. People ask me the other day, but Jesse, when do you think salvation began? Very simple. It's when Jesus breathed upon his disciples. He said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. See, that was the wind of life. Now, on the day of Pentecost, sudden as the sound of heaven, as a rushing mighty wind, that was the wind of power. The wind of power, the wind of life. Two separate entities, see, came together. And watch it. When that wind of power hit those disciples, they weren't afraid anymore. See, you can be saved and be afraid. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. But when you understand the wind of power, when you get that inside of you, oh Lord Jesus, you don't have to understand it, just experience it. You see, I don't know how to fix an internal combustion engine, but that doesn't stop me from uh, buying a car. You see what I'm saying? When you understand that we receive that wind of power, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing God won't do if you believe his word. See, so when you understand that, you'll understand this, an expanded life will always bring an intensity of conviction and passion. I have an intensity of conviction and passion. I'm passionate about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have an intense conviction. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge anybody. I just let my light shine. Because I realized something, and I'm glad we have the congressman here today. Most people, uh, they, they'll remember what you say more than what you do. You've got, you got to understand the power of your words. There are vessels that hold past, present, and future. I, I can prove that. Who said this? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Who said that? Ah. Who said this? Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth a nation. Who said that? Who said that? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for, who said that? Who said that? Pharaoh, let my people go. You remember what people say. See if you know this. We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the streets. We'll fight them in the buildings. We shall never surrender. <sighs> what will people remember what you say? All of those were persecuted. Oh, what are you saying? Most people tell you what they're doing, but what are you saying? Because what you say, if you understand, if you will say to that mountain, instead of climb the mountain, God don't want you to be a mountain climber. He wants you to be a mountain dissolver. When you understand that, you'll expand this intensity of conviction and passion will come and take place. You see, you can be all debt free. Why? Because it's in Romans. Oh, no man anything but to love him. But we'll try, try on getting nothing done. I didn't try to come to Grand Junction. I did. Let me tell you, we were flying at 43,000 feet, doing about 600, 550, 600 miles an hour. And there are no signs up there that say Grand Junction. <laughs> turn right, turn left. No. And there were planes flying above us, planes flying across us, and planes flying uh, under us. And that's really weird to see a plane coming at you. You doing 550, he's doing 550, and that's 1,100 miles an hour. Boom! 
and you're 1,000 feet apart and you look, my God, man, this thing is going to hit us. No, they know what they're doing because they're talking to each other. Someone is listening. Who is listening? And what are you saying? See, an expanded life will always bring an intensity of conviction and passion. I've had many ministers ask me, how do you build a big ministry? Well, what do you consider big? See, that's a whole definition. But I'll help you. There was a great prophet named Elijah. He was kind of weird, tough as a nail. I mean, my God. Now, he got afraid. A woman run him out of town, Jezebel. You get a woman mad, you better get out of town. <laughs> he wasn't worried about Ahab. He concerned about Jezebel. Because a woman will hurt you, boy, but she'll repent later. She'll cry, but she'll beat you. She'll get to you. He was nervous. And yet he was the head of a school of prophets. But he had a great servant named Elisha. Let me show you how to build a big ministry, build a big church. Let me show you how it's done. Very simple. Ready for this? Everybody was telling Elisha, hey, God's going to take your boss. Take him to heaven. He said, shut up, I know it. So the prophets of Jericho and the prophets of Bethel were saying the same thing. When are our prophets going to say the same thing? Too much competitive prophesying going on. You know it and I know it. Uh-oh. I'm flying out right after service. You don't have to. Don't get mad at me. So watch this. And Elijah said, Elisha, if you see me, go up. You can have what you want. You know what he asked for? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He did not say, I want a double portion of your anointing. Mm. Even though he got that, he asked for a double portion of the spirit. Now watch this. Now Elijah's going up in the whirlwind like a chariot. His mantle falls. Elisha picks it up, walks toward the river Jordan. There's 50 prophets on the other side of that river watching Elisha. Who's going to head to school? I don't know if he can handle the ministry of Elijah. He takes that mantle and he strikes that water and the river Jordan divides. You know what the 50 prophets say? The spirit of Elijah is on Elisha. You see, ladies and gentlemen, your spirit will attract people and your anointing will keep people. Write that down. Your spirit will attract people and your anointing will keep people. I've been preaching 46 years and I've never had a financial deficit. Why? Didn't believe for it. Yeah, but you know, no, no, you got to understand. No, 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 you don't understand. I followed Jesus. Jesus never had a financial deficit. But the teaching apostles did. The apostle Paul did. The apostle James did. The apostle John did. The apostle Jude did. Apostle Peter, all of them. Why? They tell you. Paul said this. That God tried to bless the man. In my personal opinion, Paul is the greatest intellectual mind ever drawn to the rim of Christianity. The man was brilliant. And God tried to bless him. You know what he would say? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I make tents. I work with my own hands. I got it. What? That's good. That's nice. But it was wrong. He, he corrected it in the next epistle. He said, I apologize that I didn't receive from you. He shut down the H factor in those people's lives, which is called the harvest factor. That's why he struggled. God came to bless him. He, see, he, he said, no, 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 I, I work my own hands, everything. He said, but now he says in the other person, I did you a disservice by not receiving from you. Watch about Jesus. He never had a financial deficit. 
Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, be ye therefore imitators of who? God is dear children. Christ. God. So I said, I'm going to follow him. Because he knew how not only to give, but to receive. In fact, people got mad. That lady that busted that alabaster box, poured it on his feet. Lord, smell that wonderful. <laughs> Man, Judas is mad. Peter's mad. And he said, shut up. Leave her alone. This is for me. I never get one time I was in one of my conversations with God and the Lord said, Jesse, make me wealthy. I said, well, I don't think you're doing bad, Lord. I mean, you know, you, you got gold streets, diamond barrel, jasper, honor group, pearly gates. He said, I don't count my wealth by that. I count my wealth by the souls I possess. Go out there, make me wealthy. So I don't have time to get old. You understand? Even though I may look old, and let me tell you, uh, I'm, it's loose look. See, it's loose. But I got friends in California can suck it up and tie it behind your ears. I've never done that. <laughs> I got a friend of mine, he used so much Botox. I was with him, <laughs> and he fell off to sleep like this. <sighs> I said, he can't close his eyes. <sighs> so I said, I said, do your eyes burn? He goes, yes. I said, you fell asleep. Your eyes don't close. He like, looked like that. He said, can you tell? I said, yeah. I can tell. I got in trouble at the <laughs> Southwest Believers Convention. If you, you don't want the truth, don't ask me. This lady walked up to me. She was so nice at the Southwest Believers Convention. Now this year, last year, she said, Brother Jesse, do you think it's a sin for a woman to have a facelift? I said, no. That's what you want? Yeah. I said, no, that's not how that. I said, but do your neck too. <laughs> oh, she liked I had a fit. I said, your face all right, but your neck is slapping people in the breeze. Like, she got mad at me. Well, she asked. She should have. Look at somebody. I can see some of these ladies. <laughs> well, I told her the truth. I said, but if you want that, that's fine. So I have some plastic surgeons that parted in my mid. They love me. And they're very honest. I was preaching with Jim Willoughby. I don't know if you know Jim Willoughby. They're in Ontario, California. <laughs> Two very well-dressed people sitting on the second pew. Went back to the speaker's room and Jim, he's the pastor of church. He said, uh, these, there's two people there. Uh, they're your partner. They'd like to meet you. I said, yeah, I'd like to meet you. Be nice. I didn't know who they were. And they, they looked at me and they said, well, Bridget, we just love you. Thank you. Oh, bless it. And I said, what do y'all do? They said, we're plastic surgeons. And then they looked at me and she said, you need some work. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. I don't. I said, does it hurt? She said, oh, yes. I said, how much it costs to do the whole body? <laughs> she said, about $100,000. I said, well, I'm going to be sore. Oh, you're going to be sore. I said, I'd rather stay old. Let the bank. I've had enough pain in my life. You know what I'm saying? But it's amazing. They can make you look like you're in a hurricane. <laughs> they'll put the fillers in and the fillers out. That They'll suck it in there and suck it out. It's amazing what they can do. But I'm glad that I didn't feel offended. That's what they do. Well, we believe in healing and salvation and speaking in tongues. Why would anybody be offended? That's what we do. Why? We have an intensity of conviction and passion. We must have divine ideal and infinite thoughts. 
so we can establish living truths in the hearts of people. You see, you got to have a method to touch people in their heart. Now, me, I didn't know nothing about God other than the Hail Mary prayer and the Our Father prayer. How many of y'all been Catholic? Oh, you hand up. At least one. How many of you went to confession? Oh, you hand up. Oh, yeah. Put your hand down. How many of you told the truth? <laughs> People lie like a dog in a confession booth. I did all the time. I'm, telling you, I'm trying to get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers, man. Now, for you not Catholic, you have no idea what I'm talking about. They give you a rosary. You're going to be there for a while. It's called penance. But when the Lord saved me, he did it with intensity and conviction and passion. Because you see, the church wouldn't go where I was. I was in the sin pots of the world. You know, I, I never, you, it with the rock world, you gotta understand. I mean, it's nothing to make a million dollars in a night. I've, had a, I've been rich, good God. I'm rich and I've been poor. Rich is better. <laughs> but it don't make you happy. It makes you comfortable while you're miserable. You don't have to worry about the utility bill. Robin Williams, funniest man I ever met. Could make the world laugh, but couldn't make himself laugh. Rich, committed suicide. Who did not witness to that man? In all my years as a rocker, I did a lot of that. And I mean, I looked like the rock. I had the Jesus sandals on, you know. I had a real, I had a good body in those days. You have to see it by faith, but I, 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 I had leather, sweat, hair, girls going, screaming, man. I had a six pack. I got a keg now, but I, I had a six pack. I mean, I mean, my wife used to tell me when I dated Kathy, we'd be at the beach. She said, Jesse, put your shirt on. I said, why? She said, everybody's looking at your body. Now, I just brought my granddaughter to Destiny Beach. She said, Jesse, don't take that shirt off. I said, I, I'm not. I mean, I still got a little bit left. Watch my chest. I got a little bit left, not much, but just a little bit. It's all going south, you know. <laughs> don't laugh, it's gonna happen to you too. And I thought, but they wouldn't, so sometimes I play some of the biggest places in the world, Vegas areas, you know, the, you know, big hotels like that, and they would have Christian events. You know, they rent, you know, you know, some square foot. They didn't have big events. They come out with the little name tag of the Christian. Here I am standing, taking a break. Not one person ever came up to me and asked me if I knew the Lord. Y'all looked at me like like Samaritans. Now I looked the rocker, you know what I mean? This is the way it was. Nobody other than my wife or my mother. But God came to that club in Boston, Massachusetts. On Labor Day weekend, 1974, we're going to touch this man. And Kathy asked me this. Jesse, about <laughs> ready to go down. You got to understand, I got this guitar. I play 11 instruments. You know, and that's why I like John, because he plays guitar. I, you know, I like that. I like to hear him play and stuff. And I'm about ready to go do this rock show, okay? I mean, yeah, man, people screaming. And uh, Kathy said, Billy Graham's on television. I said, well, what's that got to do with me? And she said something that caught my attention. She said, he pulls more people than you do. <laughs> That's going to catch a rocker or an entertainer's mind. So I thought, well, I'm going to watch this guy so I can get Kathy off my back, you know, because he's always on my case about something. In a hotel room in Boston, Massachusetts, I sat down, about ready. Didn't know anything about salvation. 
My mother got saved. She said, Jesse, would you like to get saved? I said, from what? <laughs> Didn't know anything about that. All I knew was Hail Mary full of grace. Lied in the confession booth and said that our father prayer. Just the way it was. And he said something. He said, if you're in a hotel room and I looked up, oh Lord, and I you can accept Jesus today, write me and I'll send you the same literature. I don't know why I'm going this way, but the Lord wants me to do it that way. Well, I got up and meeting. I went in this bathroom, but I couldn't close that door fast enough. God got in that bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know how to pray other than Hail Mary full of grace. Our Father who art in heaven. I didn't know what to do. You know what my salvation prayer was? Uh, whatever Billy says. I got born again. Bam! Just that quick. Whatever Billy says. I didn't know how to believe in my heart and confess in my mouth that Jesus rose from the dead. I didn't know any of that. I never heard that even though that was in there. I said, whatever Billy said, I got born again. I come out of that room and my three-year-old daughter looking at me. I'll never forget Jody. She said, Daddy not going to hell no more. <laughs> I looked at Jody. And, Jody could talk good because she wasn't around children. We were traveling constantly, you know. I said, did your mama tell you, you your daddy going to hell? She said, yes. <laughs> and Kathy looked at me. She said, well, it's true. And I grabbed that guitar and I went down there and I want to let you know that place was cooking. Mirror ball going, you know. And we started that show out with Sly and the Family Stone. I want to take you higher, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm supposed to go, feeling getting stronger. And girl was just screaming. For the first time in my life, I saw sin. I had never seen sin before. Before that place was beautiful, good, look at this, good. And then when I look, I, I was born again, but I didn't know that. I didn't understand that terminology. I thought, my God, what am I, what is here? I'd seen sin for the first time. God didn't tell me to leave the music business. He just asked me, do you love that more than you love me? I said, I got to think about that. <laughs> because music was my life. That's what I did. And I'll never forget that. And I took a break. I don't know if you used to say, we're going to pause for the cause because the cause causes the pause. We'll be back in 20 minutes. Dun, 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 and walk off, you know. Girls screaming and everything. You think. <laughs> I know it had this beautiful woman. I mean, like women like this. You know, it's the rock world. They call you a rock god. They're just standing in line to get to you. And I'm, why am I saying all that? The Lord said, say it. And this girl said, hey, would you want to come to my house? And I went like this. I met Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I thought, wow, what did I just say? <laughs> it just came out. I, I couldn't believe it. My wife had to go through all this stuff, beat on the door of the hotel. And, and Kathy opened the door and they said, can we go to bed with your husband? And Kathy said, no. I said, let him, no, Kathy, don't be so hard. <laughs> this is before I was saved, crazy. Now that's hard on a woman. But she had got born again. And she made up her mind, she ain't gonna let me go to hell. You see, she was gonna expand my family, which me and her and Joe, into salvation. The breath of Christianity. See, so I got born again. Took four months to get out the business. This is kind of like a testimony this morning. You don't just walk out when you sign these kind of contracts. And plus at that time, you know, the mob was running in Vegas. This is the La Cosa Nostra. 
and everything. And so I had to go meet the boys. I had to talk to them. I had managers and agents. You know, you do what you got to do. And I told them, I said, I met Jesus. Oh, you had a religious experience? I said, well, I don't know what it was. Something happened. I said, I ain't happy no more. I said, well, man, you ain't happy. And they looked at me. And they said, okay. You know, we love you. I die with you. You ever need us, we're here for you. I said, okay. I walked out the business. And now, today, a lot of the New York families, they'll call me, would you pray for my granddaughter? Sure. I never thought I could, I thought I would get away from all that. I have it, because I pray for them. And when I got attacked by the media, I got a phone call. You want us to take care of this? <laughs> and my mind said, Yes. <laughs> I said, no. No. I said, what would you think of me if I told you to do something like that? We forget about it. <laughs> See, because that's normal. Now, you may not think that's normal, but when you're raised like that, that's normal. My grandfather used to tell me, alligators got to eat. What the Mississippi River's for? Where's Fred? <laughs> I don't know why y'all, sh- I said, what do you think they're finding in Lake Mead? You think I'm, this ain't no game. But the Lord said they need Jesus just like anyone else. See, he'll take anybody if they'll come to him in honesty and sincerity. And he will not cover their sin. He will wash it. He will expunge their record that it never existed. That's a miracle of God. That's intensity of conviction and passion. You see, so when you understand that, an expanded life speaks more of our responsibilities and opportunities than of our rights and privileges. Yeah. You know, when you make a little money and you, you know, and you, and you get up in the secular world, there's always somebody watching you. I had the IRS, Lord, I told him, I said, what are you here for? You're just wasting money. They run through you like white on rice, man. I mean, they go at you. They said, well, we didn't find nothing. I thought I told you that. They thought I gave too much away. Can you believe the IRS said that to me? You give to me. See, all those books, videos, tapes. I started out with long play albums and eight-track tapes. Anybody remember that? <laughs> That's my money. That's called intellectual property. I gave it all to God's work. In 46 years, almost a half a billion B would it be sold. Gave it to the work of the Lord. I'm not bragging about that. They said, do you know if you'd have took this money? We'd get, at that time, it was 39.9%, you know, and then I think it's 37 something now, right now. They said, you'd have at least, what, $300 million. I said, yeah, but if I give it to God, you don't get nothing. They just looked at me. I said, you know, I don't mind paying my taxes. I don't mind doing it. I said, but y'all don't know how to handle money. You ran your house like the government's running this place. You're going to be broke. You got over a $30 trillion deficit. I told the Senator Kennedy, one of the senators, I know all of them, the senators of the state of Louisiana, well, what would you do, Reverend? I said, uh, well, what would I do? I said, y'all want, there's no way you can pay this off. I mean, I'm, I mean how long is uh, grandchildren, great grandchildren? I mean, you're talking $30 trillion, not a lot of money, almost $31 trillion. I said, if you want to get knocked out, I said, have the government start blessing the churches. In other words, Give them billions of dollars. Watch a God to do that. 
He says, you think so? I said, pull a dollar out. I said, the front of it says Federal Reserve note. I said, there's a, over a $30 trillion deficit on that dollar. I said, turn it on the back side. It says, in God we, we trust. It's debt free on this side. Which one you want to believe, Senator? He says, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I said, go ahead and use it. You see, it didn't make no difference to God. But you see, you got to understand, well, you should never mix religion and politics. Ah. Got a congressman who believes the word of God. Well, so did Jesus. They couldn't catch him in his actions, so they thought they would catch him with his words. Uh, good rabbi. They always start with some nice compliments. Should we pay taxes or not? Paraphrasing. They thought we got him. Because if he says, if he stood up for that, then he would lose his messiahship because they hated paying taxes to the Roman government. It was a political question. Either way, if he'd answered that, you know, either way he would have lost. And he, he said, well, render the Caesar with Caesar and the God with God's. See, if you get God in your life in every area, you're going to render the Caesar with Caesar's. I don't mind paying taxes because I have the privileges of driving on a nice road. But what I don't like is when you're spending money you don't have, turning that debt over to someone else. You see what I'm saying? And they said, well, it can't be done. Oh, yes, it can be. It's a decision away. It can start all over the whole world tomorrow. Well, you, how do you think Hitler did what he did? Do you realize how much inflation was in Hitler before he became chancellor? 200,000%. You had the price of an egg, you could pay off your house. He, he declared something a lot of people don't realize. He did a Jewish thing. He declared a day, a year of jubilee. He canceled all debt. And you find him not very, and then very, what, several months, now riding Mercedes Benz and going, and putting that nation on its feet. Of course, he had an agenda. You, all you got to do is declare it, because we say it's valuable. We say, let me get some money here. Uh, I got some money. This is she money. She don't know I got it. See, 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 sometimes a man got to do what a man got to do. You understand? Okay. All right, here's the one. We say this is 100 bucks. It's paper. We say what it is. Because we can't think we can't change. Well, we started with, we made this. Why can't we change this? Took us off the gold standard. Listen, there's nothing you can't do. Why? Because you are controlling this planet, this human race. You know, when they change time, I don't know if y'all change time in Colorado, do y'all? Well, the gorillas don't know about that. They don't get to say, what happened here? We lost an hour. <laughs> they don't know about that. You just decided to say it's an hour later. Why can't you deal with all the other? Why can't you start over? Because you won't let your mind think. We're going to lose. No, you won't. Because it'll be totally complete planet. Like, that's why I don't understand climate change. I, you know, I believe that things are changing. But my God, why we would we try to go get our enemies to pump oil when they got much dirtier oil than we got? Right? Now, you see, well, why would we get... Well, Wait a minute. Now, if we was on another planet, I'd say, okay, but we're on the same planet, which means the pollution is going to go across the ocean and hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're going to get it. If we just shut down everything, and all fossil fuel, and India is still burning, and China is still burning, you're going to get the pollution because you're on the same planet. But a lot of times, people don't understand that. 
people say, what do you think about President Biden? I pray for him. Because he, 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 he don't know what he's saying. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed. If I was his wife or, or family, I'd take that man home. You can see he's stumbling. Something's wrong. You know, he's an old 79. There's some people, young 79s. He's an old 79. You understand what I'm saying? And it's amazing to me. But power, you must be superior to power instead of driven by it. That's why people mess up. When you understand that expansion is the breath of Christianity. So now, I came here to tell you to say what you want. Not what you need. Because he'll supply all you need. Not some. All. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Some of you ladies may want a real Louis Vuitton purse. I mean, not one of them knockoffs that when the cops come, the guy run around the corner. A real Louis Vuitton, or Chanel, or Escada, or Christian Dior, or Givenchy, or Gucci. That don't bother God. bothers the secular world. bothers the church world. doesn't bother God at all. He gave the ability to create it. Think about that for a minute. So when you understand that, you don't fall in love with the stuff. You know, you don't fall in love with money because it, that's the root of it. You don't put nothing ahead of God Almighty. Seek ye first. So can I say this without sounding prideful? I have to watch what I say because I get it. Oh, people get mad at me, but I do. I can't help it. It happens to me all the, you can ask, you go, go ask, Kenneth, go, you go ask all of them. I preach with all of them. R.W. Shambach said, that's just the brain got there. No, the increase. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Just because I came here today, some of you going to get blessed. This anointing of increase is on me. It's going to get, it's, it's on me. I'm not bragging. It's just flat on me. I've had people stop, throw $5,000 over the fence and $100 bills in my yard. I walked down a mall about four years ago on Christmas. I love shopping on Christmas Eve. I'm telling stories this morning. So I wanted to teach something. Why? And Kathy said, men walk the mall, women go in the stores. Is that right? I mean, you know, they, just, they like to walk the mall. So I said, well, I'm going to just walk the mall. I went, do y'all have a Dillard's here? I don't have a Dillard's. Okay. I went from Dillard's, uh, I went from P.F. Chang's to Dillard's on one side of the mall. By the time I got to Dillard's, I had $14,000 in cash given to me walking on the side of the mall. Within a matter of six minutes, seven minutes. I looked like a drug dealer. I had to get a shopping bag. <laughs> Put the cash in, man. I'm telling. So I come to the store. And I said, Kathy, look. She was, what you do? You rob a bank? I said, no. I wasn't doing nothing. People said, you just said, yes, I am. I want to bless you. I said, no, no. I'm blessed. I'm doing good. I'm, no, no. And man, I'm thinking, I'm talking money, man. In cash, hundreds, twenties, tens, five. I mean, I had to get a shopping bag. So I thought, I'm going to walk the other side tomorrow. So I walked the other side of the mall. I didn't get a dollar. That's the broke side of the mall. I never get on the other side again. As long as I ever live. So Kathy said, what you going to do with this money? I said, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll be back after a while. So I walked. This is some of the best thing. Giving is my favorite thing, you know. So there's this couple. They look about maybe 23, 24, 25 years old. And they're standing in front of this real nice store. And there's this beautiful dress. And the wife, she said, oh, honey. Look at that dress. That's beautiful. And, our, and I'm, I shouldn't have been listening, but I couldn't help myself. The Lord said, get right there. So I'm about this close, but I'm about to behind them, you know. And he said, honey, I'd love to buy that for you, but I can't afford that. She said, no, I'm not telling you to buy it. I'm just saying, it, it's so beautiful. He said, maybe one day I'll be able to afford that. I said, excuse me, 
I can. And they turned around and they said, what? I said, I, I said, that color would look good on you. I said, I can afford that. And I opened up the bag. I said, get a handful. <laughs> she said, what? I said, the man didn't know. I said, get a handful. I said, you might want a purse. You need a purse? You want some shoes? My wife, you know, you got to have a purse and a shoe. Get some of that too. They couldn't believe it. Well, it took about man, a few minutes and I gave all that money away. Wow, well, what am I going to do with it? It was wonderful. And in two weeks, I had $100,000 given to me. I'm not bragging. How many of you need some money? Listen, to, hold your hand up, be honest. Yes. Well, you may not need it to give it away. Just be a blessing. Pay off somebody's house. Pay off somebody's car. Elvis Presley did it. He bought people Cadillacs. Sometimes they were in the saying, he said, you more money, he just did it. Why can't you do it? See, that's expansion. We live in an economic world. There's only two places I know where money's not used. One is heaven and the other is Star Trek. <laughs> is that true? So if you can't believe God, believe, believe Spock and live long and prosper. I mean, just be a blessing. Be a blessing. You don't have to hear Oh, should I tell them that, Lord? I was in Florida the other day, and I looked at this lady who was about ready to receive the offer. She says, uh, and, uh, and she looked like a lady dressed very well, looked like a lady of substance. I said, you're going to believe for the hundredfold? She said, no. I said, you're not ready for me. And I walked off. Sounds arrogant, doesn't it? You're not ready for me. See, God has been ready for years, for centuries, for millenniums. When are we going to get ready to receive what he's already given? That's what he told Joshua. You cross this joint to this land I've already given. Yeah, yeah but the giants, well, they got to go. Yeah. Right. That's not the issue. They got to go. Yeah. You see, you're not ready for me. See, people say, I don't believe in healing. You're not ready for me. That's what I'm talking about. God's word is so true and so powerful. And when you understand that, he will make you a fisherman of men, not a keeper of aquarium. Some of you may be called to have great finance just to be a blessing. No one's ever been reduced to poverty by giving. It's seed time, harvest time. See, so I, I, I can't go broke. I, it's impossible because I live off my giving, not my living. I don't make a living, I make a giving. I got so excited when John told me, he said the church is paid off. The COVID was designed to shut and defund the church. Some people say, tithing is not for the day. It's under the law. No, that's not under the law. It predates the law. But if you want New Testament, just go to Hebrews 6 and Hebrews 7. It'll tell you that Jesus Christ was on the order of the, of the high priest Melchizedek. And Abraham uh, gave tithe to Melchizedek. We give tithe to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But if you don't want to, don't. You don't have to do nothing. You don't even have to get saved. You don't want to. He will not break your will. I wish you would. I'll be honest, I wish he would break our will. He said, no, the way you really know if somebody loves you, if they got the ability to hate you. Then you'll find out if somebody really loves you, if they have the ability not to love you. Well, I'll get in trouble for it. See, so I just, I didn't know what tithes were. I'm gonna close with this. I'm just doing this different today. I'm, I'm telling stories for some reason. I mean, this is a good sermon if I could preach it. I keep you see me, see me looking down and the Lord says, just keep telling me. I didn't know nothing about tithe. I never heard of that in my life. You know, uh, the Catholic Church made this money on bingo and fairs. And, 
you know, we raise money that way, you know. Nothing against the Catholic, I'm not against the Catholic church. I preach in Catholic churches. Yeah, literally. I'm the only one in the state of Louisiana to be asked by the Archdiocese of the Holy Roman Catholic Church to preach in their churches. Why? Because I'm Catholic. But they didn't throw me out. They didn't excommunicate you, John. You, your name is still on the roll. I never thought of it like that, but I mean, it's just the way they think of it. Well, I mean, you know, I, so I, I, I said, okay, okay, Lord. So the first time I, I got out the music business, I heard a person say this. My first service in the church, my wife, uh, we went to this church because my brother said to go to this church, so we did. And I heard the pastor say, it's time to receive the morning tithe and offerings. I thought he said tires. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, tires. I looked at the guy, I said, church needs some tires. Tires? Why would you say tires? Well, I saw a bus. A church, but I thought, well, maybe the bus needs some tires or something. I didn't know. She said, no, tithe. I said, what's that? You give 10% of the income. Oh. I said, is that in the Bible? She said, yeah. She turned over to Malachi 3. I, it, it didn't look like Malachi. It looked like Malachi to me. <laughs> you know, I was raised in an Italian neighborhood. Malachi. And, and the pastor said, will a man rob God? I remember thinking, not in my neighborhood, Jack. Ain't nobody rob nothing, son. Your face going to be in a ditch if you do. So I said, well, we'll do that the rest of our life. And we have. Wasn't hard. Why? Don't love money. It's been very simple. It's just so easy to be the blessing. And you should give it to your church. You don't eat at Wendy's and pay at McDonald's. I know it's his money. I know it. I understand all that. But I'll tell you, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be a blessing to your church? See, do you understand? And when you understand that, God's word will work for you, not some of the time, but all the time. How many of y'all watch Victory, the channel, Victory? You know, and the Victory's like, you know who started all that, huh? Me. Me, and I'm not bragging about it. I just, I mean, I had to, I mean, me and Kenneth Copeland went round and round. I said, Kenneth, this is your legacy. Listen to me. And boy, boy, and he, now he says, man, Jesse, you know, the behind the scenes. He said, Jesse, I always saw myself as a broadcaster like you. Both of us are broadcasting. He said, but you made me see myself as a network. I said, yeah. It's legacy. Get this gospel preached to every creature. So none of you have to die. It's a whole generation that won't. I'm believing it's us. You think Jesus is coming? I know he is. I know it because it's the days of Noah. So when you understand, you see what's happening. Don't be afraid. I like what the congressman said. You ain't got to worry about that because what's happening, you can change all that. See, oh, yeah, it's not falling apart, it's falling in place. Jesus is coming. Before you know it, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. You're going to fly out of here. For the first time, you're going to be able to fly with no carbon footprint. <laughs> Jesus, my The reason why a lot of these make great politicians don't worry about the gas price, because they have government planes that pay for that. They're not like you looking at a thing that's five bucks a, or it's dropping a little bit. Notice it always drops right before elections. Oh, but after the election. But it doesn't make any difference. I don't care how it gets. You're God's child. 
And if it's $5 a gallon, $10 a gallon, he'll give you the money to get it without even worrying about it. So they asked me the other day, what do you think about inflation? I said, just get inflated. Just make more. Don't complicate this. See, children are born believers until you teach them the doubt. I don't have any doubt in my mind. In 46 years of full-time ministry, I've never had a financial deficit. 100% of what comes to my ministry goes in the world evangelism. All over the world. Why? Because I've been debt-free since 1982. I know nothing of debt. It's a blessing of God. So when I go to Chase Bank, they ask me to go to lunch. I, I, you know what I told the vice president about five years ago? I said, why are you asking me to go to lunch? He said, well, you're a man of substance. I said, I came in here 30 years ago. I was a man of substance. Oh, I didn't have the money I had. I said, but it was still there. You didn't see it. He just looked at me. I never thought of that. He said, you really hear God's voice, will you? I said, yes. He said, if God says anything about the price of gold, would you let us know? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, sure. <laughs> he actually said that. See, why? So if they want to see something, show them something. I'm going to tell you something. They're going to notice that. I got Wall Street gurus that love me. They want me to quit preaching. They say, you got to quit that preaching. Get on this street. You understand this street. Quit no preaching. No, I may understand. I mean, I'm, I'm a businessman myself. and different things, But uh -uh. there's nothing like God. I said, and Wall Street has never done a hundredfold. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. Not a hundred times. That's mathematics. Hundredfold is not mathematics. Right. Hundredfold is doubling every time you double it. Double, yeah. double, 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 double. Yes. Till the figure is so long, yes. you can't even hardly say it. Yes. Yes. In just a minute, we're going to receive an offering for this ministry. I want to make this announcement. We're totally debt free. We have no needs. None. How much money it costs to fly that plane? I don't know. What? That ain't my job. He didn't ask me to pay for it. He asked me to believe for it. Let me say it slower. He didn't ask me to pay for it. He asked me to believe for it. How many of you are partners to my ministry? You get my partner letter? 100% of what you give go on the world evangelism. Now don't get mad at me, sweetheart. When you get to heaven, there will be thousands upon thousands of people born again in your front yard. Because your house is going to be so big it better fit. I'm telling you, listen to me. I want this anointing of increase to come upon you. So it doesn't make any difference. And who knows, one day we could pay off the national debt if we just believe God. Do you know, should I say this for you? You know how much money asteroids are worth? You worry about killing the kill the planet? They're worth trillions and trillions of dollars. Asteroids, asteroids. They're full of gold, magnesium. So, I mean, it's amazing. That's God's junk. That's God's garbage. They didn't make a planet. His garbage is worth trillions. Amazing. Good God. And when you understand that, it'll flow to you like Niagara. But you have to be superior to that power. Instead of driven by it. Uh, are we ready to receive this offering? You all have offering, uh, my offering envelopes, uh, ushers? Would you pass that out to the people? Look at me. Don't give me anything that belongs to Faith Heights. God's not going to hurt John. 
to help Jesse. We're on the same team here. I'm older than, I'm way older than John, but I mean, hallelujah. But uh, uh, I ask you to do your best because if I have a dollar given in my ministry, I do get a soul into the kingdom. And I believe for that. And I call it done because that's his word. And God has been so gracious and good. I hadn't been to, I went to that, um, what was that town in, around Phoenix, Arizona? Scottsdale. I had never been to one of them real fancy malls they have over there. That's hot in Scottsdale, man. They said, but there's no humidity. Well, so is the oven, but it's still hot, you know? And I'm just walking out, and as I'm walking, $52,000 was given to me. I just gave it to the work of the kingdom. I, listen to me. God will do whatever you're willing to believe. And don't feel greedy about it because you don't love it. I mean, if you had that, wouldn't you love to pay your grandmother's house off? Or your mama's house off? Or your church? Or if you're visiting? Or I don't know, you might want to give to your campaign or whatever. I know. But you don't have to even have to raise it. It just come in. Costs money to do those things. Wish it didn't. And a very big minister last night called me. Huge. Jess, I need your advice on something. Business one. <laughs> he said, because of what I'm about ready to do. Who is going to walk in deep waters? I said, that's your problem. You don't walk in deep waters. You walk on top of deep waters. You don't walk in deep waters. Get on top of it. He said, what about the budget? I said, keep it in the back of your mind, not in the front of your mind. I said, budgets cost you something. Envision, bring you something. Now deal with your vision instead of your budget. People love vision. That's what we do. So I'm going to ask you to do your best. If you're writing a check out, you make it out to Jesse the Planet's Ministry, JDM. Don't make it out to me. You get a tax deductible receipt for your giving. Uh, that's that stuff on the wall. I don't know much about this. Uh, if you want to use our JDM.org website, you can do that. You can text to give. You can uh, use online mobile app. You can use PayPal. Do you know I don't carry a cell phone? They think I'm crazy. No, I want a little peace in my life. But I give my wife's cell phone number out to everybody. She gets so, she said, I don't have an iPhone. I got an us phone. <laughs> she dresses very well. I like to take care of her. If you, you can make it out to that, you online. Please don't give me anything that belongs to this church. You give me $1,000, I get 1,000 people saved. I'll get them by Friday. That's a fact. I'll do it online. I know how to do it. I don't mean that pridefully. I know how to do it. And uh, so this, at the Believers Convention, this man said, boy, my wife notices all your wife's jewelry and her clothes. I said, oh, thank you. Well, thank you. We don't do that to get any attention. That's what she likes, you know. And they said, Brother Jesse, maybe we shouldn't ask you this, but we're going to ask. What's the most expensive thing you've ever bought or given your wife? I said, my name. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive thing. The woman can spend everything I got right now. She's in New Orleans. She is Jesse the Planet. She got my name. She can, and they will not question it. She can take everything out the banks. Guess what? Jesus gave us his name. Not on you, not around you, in you. Use that name. We're going to get people saved. We're going to get people healed. We're going to get them out of depression. And that word that... Pastor said, for that person about them suicidal thoughts, mark my words, that's all changing. See, that's all been happening while this message has been going on. Thank you for giving to this ministry. Thank you for even thinking about us. 
I never charge when I come, am I correct? I give no one any expenses whatsoever. I'm not broke. Oh, Jesus. I'm far from broke. That's why the secular world get mad at me. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'll tell this to the congressman. I got a little angry. You know how some of these journalists are. They're kind of crazy. They just tell the truth. This guy just made me so mad. I said, you mess with me. I'll buy this TV station and I'll fire you. <laughs> he quit. <laughs> I said, if you want to say something, say the truth. If I've done something wrong, run me through the wall. But don't make up stuff. Right. See, and, and I, I, I made up my mind, hold your offering up to the Lord. I want to pray over it. If you're writing a check out, whatever you finish, or you do it online, on your phone, whatever you can do it in any kind of way. And the 100% is going, not going to the expenses, ma'am. I'm going to take care of that myself. That's all. I, we, oh, when I fly that jet, John, you know who pays for that fuel? Me. The ministry, not the ministry, me. I just like being a blessing. I just enjoy it. God has blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. Who are you offering up the Lord or, you, or, you, or you, whatever you do it? Father, thank you today. Lord, so these people will not be hindered in their harvest. If I've committed any sin, iniquity, or trespass, forgive me. I don't want to be a hindrance to them. I thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive us. I ask you to bless them, but not 30, because their faith heights. Not 60, because their faith heights. But 104, that's faith heights. Lord, the church, the organization, as well as the people that attend. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. I call it done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive the offering right now with the bucket. And I want everybody to just sit down. You keep your head up and your eyes open. Just, would you just pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute? Can you do that? Start praying right now. If you can pray in English, pray in English. And I want to hear you a little bit. Come on. Just let the Holy Ghost just flow. Isn't this good? Can I have just a few more minutes, John? I want to pray for you, man. Come on, stand right there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. While they're receiving, just, just go ahead and keep doing that. Pray with me, the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, watch and pray. Keep your head up and your eyes open while you pray. Lift your hands up. Stay behind her, brother. I heard you. 3.30 this morning, I called your name before my throne. You hadn't prayed wrong, you prayed right. Satan's done everything to shut it down, stop everything. But mark my words, this is your time. This is your place. This is your year. I dispatched the names of the Lord to knock down barriers. It starts this afternoon. He's already here. And I want you to know, if you'll believe me, I'll finish it all by the end of the year, if you'll believe me. But you're going to have to believe me. Stretch forth your hand to this lady. Would you do that? Jesus, touch her. Put her on the ground, boy. Just put her on the ground. You don't, don't hold her up, brother. You don't hinder God's boy. Jesus, touch her. Oh, that's fine. Come on, people. Keep praying with me. That's fine. Same you just put them on the ground and you know, that's it. Come on, keep praying. How you doing? What's your name? Deb, can you stand up, sweetheart? You need a little help? That's fine, yeah. I, I want to pray for God to heal your body. I'm not sick. Why should you be? Stay behind her, brother. Give me two people here. Give me another man, too. Look at me. Look at me. You believe me? There's anointing in my hands for healing. I'm an evangelist. 
You can live as long as you want. It's not in your body. Uh-uh. Death and life's in the power of your tongue. Now you say what you say. Forget, don't, don't go by what you feel. You don't deny it. You deny it's right. Jesus, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, heal her body. Touch her, Lord. Come on, people. Let's lift your hands up and bless the Lord. Just leave it right there. Just leave it. Just stay close to it. Where's the person that had those thoughts of suicide that Pastor John was talking about? Where are you? Get out of your seat and come up here. Ain't nothing to be embarrassed about. You might be in the a, in, in a, in a balcony. I don't know. Come on, people. Pray with me. Let's be honest. Where you are? Come. Maybe more than one. Come. Don't come if you don't have that. See, a lot of times you can shut down the anointing because you want to get prayed for. Come. Just stand right here, young man. Just face me. Lift your hands up. Look at me. Got to forget the past. The past never sees the future. You see, you're judging your life on what has happened. Or not, will, not what will happen. A little change today. And you got destiny and destination. Are you ready? Yeah. Lord, you took 70 parts of Moses' spirit and put it on 70 elders. And he had enough left seal to whip the devil. Lord, I got so much joy it makes people mad. I ask you, Lord, to take a portion of my joy and place it on this lady. Jesus, touch her, Lord. Touch her. The devil trying to mess with that young man. Somebody shout somebody. Come on. Come on, keep praying with me. Help her up, brother. Help her. Come on. Come on. Keep praying with me. People get nervous when you walk down the aisle. They start repenting. Oh. Come on, pray with me. Just thank the Lord. Seems like a ladies' day. But that I can't do. I gotta do what the Lord tells me, sweetheart. I'm sorry. Hello. Can I pray for you, ma'am, if you don't mind? Thank you. Look at the usher. Let me tell you all in, in the balcony, if the, if the rapture takes place, you can get there before we do. Don't <laughs> be afraid. Just lift your hands up. Just thank the Lord. Keep a lot of things to yourself. Smile on the outside, but sometimes not on the inside. Ooh. Yeah. People, come on, pray with me. Just keep praying. There's some things I want to do for you. Man, a lot of barricades. Try to do some, bam, hit certain things. People have said some things they shouldn't have said. But when I looked at you, I saw some cuts on you. I said, cuts? He said, she's been wounded inside. And sometimes those never, ever heal. I'm on the outside might heal, but the inside is who you really are. He said, tell her I'm going to fix all this. And I'm going to cause you to forget. And I'm going to erase this from your mind. And I'm going to cause happiness and joy to come into your life. In a lot of ways people never thought. And at times you struggle inside. Something happened way back when you was a real young girl. I will take care of that and I will judge. You won't, I will. And I'm going to help you. Okay, he said, because I want to. Stretch forth your hand to this lady. Jesus bless this lady. 
Jesus touched this lady from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Make everything right starting today. Lord, I decree and declare it. It is hers. Every bit of it. And God, I thank you for all you're going to do, all you've done, all you're going to do, and all that you're doing. I thank you for it. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Mm, mm, mm. I had my hand here on your shoulder. I looked and I saw a bunch of boxes with ribbons on it. Yeah. He said, tell her this. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I got some gifts coming for you. Things that you're going to really enjoy. Things Because I'm going to see the joy when you get them in your hands. So get ready. It is coming, saith the Lord. People, lift your hands up and thank God for that. Thank you, sweetheart. Come on, lift your hands up and thank God. Come on, keep praying with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, guys. If I walk out the church, walk with me, boys. I want to pray for you. Come here. Yeah. Right here, sweetheart. Lift your little hands up. See, I know where you are. Sometimes you're wondering, Lord, do you know where I'm at? You know what I'm going to Lord, you know what's happening here? Oh, I know where you are. I flew him almost a thousand miles to have him say this word to you. Oh, Jesus. Breathe on this woman. People lift your hands up. Thank God. People say, I don't believe in that. We'll come up here and see if it works. Come on, keep praying with me. This is somebody in the balcony. You can't stand your father. You cannot stand your father. Been cruel to you. And I know when you think, almost hatred comes up because he's done things he shouldn't have done. But that's why, see, Satan has breathed on that to stop your success. To stop what you need to do. It made you focus on something you shouldn't focus on. I will judge him. I've judged him in some areas already. But I will judge him, but that's not for you to judge. This is for a person in the balcony. Maybe more than one, I don't know. Stand to your feet. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Just something to be delivered from. And you'll see success come to you spiritually, physically, financially, every area. People pray with me. Don't just try, try to come find me after we. You have to obey when the anointing of God is present. And it could be some down here, but God is specifically dealing with someone that's really, you were treated terrible. God, man, how can anybody treat someone like that? Come on, people, pray with me. I want to hear you praying. If you have that problem downstairs, you can stand to your feet too. But that's about that. Oh, you, you're struggling. You, you're embarrassed. Why would you be embarrassed? Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Would you lift your hands up if you don't mind? Oh, Jesus. Fix everything that needs fixing. Touch everything that needs touching. Took a lot of guts to stand up, Lord, but she did. You fixed Joyce Myers. 
Her father did some wrong, wrong thing. Look what you did with Joyce. Bless this lady and help her. Wash this from her mind. Wash this from her life. And let the peace of God that pass all understanding come into her life in a way that she never thought possible. Lord, I decree and declare it. I call it done in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for it. That man standing down the same way. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, people, God's doing things that psychologists, psychiatrists would take years, therapists to do. People don't realize some of the things people go through. They're terrible, huh? Someone can be so wrong. Hurt somebody so bad. I thank you for it, Lord. I speak healing to his heart. I'm going to tell both of them. He said, tell them I know what they um, have felt because my own children went a hoarding with other gods. Those are the words of God himself. But he gave us grace and the blood of Jesus. Uh, my congressman, listen to me. You pray about this. A senator's far more powerful position. A senator. Congressman, good, don't misunderstand me. Got a future and a plan for you. The Lord told me to tell you, tell her, thank her for standing up for me. I've noticed it every time. Some people thought you were too small. A woman. But I'll g give you great power because you've honored my name. And I put my word, if you honor me, I will honor you. I'll give you a life you never thought possible. He should tell her she can be anything she wants. And I can blind, I can blind every eye that tries to hurt you. I can shut them down. Keep speaking what you speak and living the way you live for me. And I will honor you. And I will increase your position. And I will increase your power. And people will say, how can this little lady do that? And you will just simply say that my father does that. Oh, thank you. And Congressman, it's only the beginning. Put this on tape. I want you to remember this. I don't say nothing unless God tells me to say it now. I wouldn't try to pull, jerk somebody's emotions, you know, and things of that nature. There's been some women try to get to some very high positions that couldn't handle it. But I'm going to put you in higher positions because you can. Not only do you have great spiritual sense, you've got good common sense. And you don't forget your people that you represent because you haven't forgotten me. So get ready. Changes are coming to your benefit and to this nation because of the place you hold, saith the Lord. That's good. That's powerful. Ooh, isn't that good? There's a young lady, I'm going to close with this. Uh, you really like this boy. You keep asking me 
Is he the one? Is he, is he the one? You notice I'm hesitating. Because you already know the answer. Your heart's pulling on you. He's not the one. But I got a Prince Charming that will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. That will make you happy all the days of your life. You're going to meet him in a drugstore. going in to get something that you want. And what you feel the other will wash away like detergent washing away dirt. It would hit him at the same time. In the very near future, you're going to laugh at this. The Lord said, I like doing those kind of things. I would ask you to stand, but I'm not. The Lord said, this is personal and private to her. But because you honored me by asking me about your future, I will make your future bright. And it will last. And it will, your marriage it will become an example to many people because you asked the Lord is this the one you put me first in that I won't change his personality and I won't change yours but I've changed your spirits and you do nice things for me Ah, thank you Lord I need a great example of what a marriage should be especially to the church Stand to your feet, ladies and gentlemen. Lift your hands up and just thank the Lord. To know Jesus is to love him. Some of you may know about God, but do you know God? I got to hurry. It's 1207. I'm a little over this time here. I knew a lot about God. You know, I knew Bible stories or something like that, but I did not know God. To know God is to have more than relationship, is to have fellowship. How do you know people? Is when you fellowship with them. If you really want to know them, your friends, go on vacation with them. Then you're going to really find out who they are. Some of you have struggled in Christianity because you were religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. You see, See, children are born believers until you teach them to doubt. And at times you thought, why didn't God do this? Or why did God allow that? That was an accusation because that's what preachers and people have said when God didn't have anything to do with that. So if you like to know God instead of knowing about God, now I ask you to bow your heads. I ask you to close your eyes and reverence to people into this holy God. If you'd like to know God instead of knowing about God,
that's called getting saved for the first time. Or maybe you're struggling with your Christianity and you want that junk to stop. Maybe you're not where you should be with God and you need to draw closer, whatever that may be. If you'll let God do that today, those problems that you thought are so big will just melt away. I'll melt them away before you finish eating lunch. And there will be a happiness coming to your life like you never thought possible. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, that's the old way of saying it. If you'd like to know God instead of knowing about God, or if you're struggling with your Christianity and you want that junk to stop, would you lift your hand up? Thank you, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hands. Thank you, I see that hand. I see in the balcony, I see your hand. I see your hands. Thank you, I see your hand. You're being honest with God and honest with, with, uh, with yourself. With every head bowed, please. I'd like everyone to repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin before you this day. I denounce Satan and all his works. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me, for drawing me closer to who you are. I will no longer struggle with my Christianity because I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. You rose from the dead. I am saved. So for you people who have accepted me for the first time, say this right now. Jesus, you are mine and I am yours. And I pray and know it is. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a standing ovation, everyone. One more thing before I turn this over. The Lord said, tell him I'm in a giving mood. Spiritually, physically, financially. I want you to go home and get your pencil and a paper. I want you to start writing down spiritual, physical, financial things. Don't worry about what they cost. If it's, you can have all three or just whichever one you want. I mean, just whatever you want to do. And watch God bless you beyond your wildest dreams. And don't feel greedy if it's something physical. He don't mind. That's why I've never struggled with people that got angry at me because I owned a jet. It's a tool. I don't know how to fly it. I do know how to buy it. But my pilots know how to fly it. They don't know how to buy it. I don't know how to fly it, but if we get together, we can come to Grand Junction, Colorado. That's right. <laughs> and most people, <laughs> I have been royally criticized about my house. I've had people say, I don't think you're going to have the house. I said, no, you love my house. You don't like your house. <laughs> That's your problem. You, know, you love my house. Because if I gave it to you, you shout. But you don't like yours. So change it. God don't mind. Church world does. Secular world does. But not God. Because on your best day, you can't impress him with your wealth. This is God. I had a Jewish man tell me one time. He was a jeweler. He's now in heaven. 
He said, Jesse, I want to show you something God made. I was a kid, 13 years old. He brought me to the back of his jewelry show and showed me diamonds, emeralds. Sapphire says, look at this. I know, I know. I was raised poor, you know. I didn't have any of that. My mom and dad did the best they could. I never seen nothing like that in my life. He said, God made this. Have you ever had something God made? He put them in my hand. I thought, wow. God made this. And he told me how it's made pressure and cooking. Well, he made us the righteousness of God. So get a better image of yourself. And when you look in the window, you go, or you look in a mirror, you see your reflect, go, whoo, did God do good? <laughs> That's not arrogance. That's not cockiness. What that is is appreciation for what he's done. Remember that. How many of you have been watching me for years? You ever saw me sad? Sick? Depressed? Discouraged? Despondent? Broke? I like being saved. I, I enjoy it. That doesn't mean trouble don't come. I just, Jody told me that when they were attacking me. Daddy, you're the strongest man I've ever seen in my life. I asked the Lord about when they were attacking me in the media. I said, how do you want me to handle this? He said, you'll kill it with joy. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> the Lord said, tell you one more story. The other day, you know, I'm not the ugliest man in the world. I still get hit on every once in a while. Can you believe it? <laughs> 73 years old. Can you believe it? They don't want me. They want my money. That's what they want. Well, this prostitute came to, come up to me. She came up to me. I just looked at her. She goes, hello. I said, oh, she told me she liked my hair and all that kind of stuff. All starts off with compliments. And I looked at her. I said, can I ask you a question? And yes. Who told you that's all you can do is this? She just looked at me. I said, who told you that this is all you could ever do? I said, you have such great qualities and great gifts. God don't create bad people. And I'm not saying you're bad. What I'm saying is, who told you that this is all you could ever do? I don't doubt you're a very smart individual. But someone said you could never do nothing but this. Tears coming out. I wasn't there to judge her. I said, you have gifts you know not of. But somebody told you this is all you could do and you believed it. I came to tell you something that you can do a lot better for yourself. She just couldn't get over that. I said, you got great gifts. And this was by no accident. Satan messed up. He tried to get me to fall. I don't fall. Oh, I made somebody mad right there. I don't stand in my strength. I stand in the strength of God. He don't fall. She said, go do the works that I do. And he was head on. He didn't fall. Why should I fall? I don't mean that to be arrogant or pride. This, this, this foundation that is under our feet is so powerful. We are a new creation. Old things are passed away. That don't more bother me in the man. I'm a new creation. I was voted the most changed at my 50th high school reunion. <laughs> 
and I've been out of high school now, I'm 55 years. And I thought, because my hair was white? No, because you were such a devil. You was, oh, I was a gangster. But you're a preacher. Yeah. That's what I told that lady, tears. I said, go sin no more. I said, you're going to find out just how talented you are in the gifts that God has given you other than this. It helped her. Seemed like it was ladies day. Then another woman come up to me and said, I heard you was pro-choice. I mean, pro-life. I said, yes, I am. Well, I'm pro-choice. I said, well, I'm so glad your mama wasn't. Yes. <laughs> she just looked at me. I said, because I'd never have a chance to meet you. You know how to get you to believe this. Congressman, you can use this. Let me tell you how, how the world, how Satan uses it to get us to believe things. They just change the names. See, there's no such thing as gambling anymore in Las Vegas. It's gaming. You got no problems with gaming. See, there's no problem in abortion. Just change the name. Woman's health. Makes you think in a different manner. Think about different. You just change the name. That's what they're doing. Just change the name and make you think, oh, yeah, well. How come it's a baby when you don't want it, when you don't want it, and uh, if you don't want it, it's a fetus? See, they just change the name from the baby to the fetus. You think it's a fetus, some kind of glob, whatever. Now they've got so crazy that you can kill one, what, 28 days afterward? I believe in California? Jesus. So it's no longer murder. See, it's a woman's health. It's no longer a baby. It's a fetus. It's no longer gaming. The, uh, gambling, it's gaming. Well, let me tell you something. The Lord changed your name. Christ in you to the better, the hope of glory. That's how you talk to people on those kind of issues. They just change the name. But you don't judge them now. You just let your light shine. And they'll see that light inside of you. They'll go, I want what that person has. How do I get there? Your spirit will attract them. Your anointing will keep them. One more thing. If you don't have a good church, here's a good one. How you know? I'm here. I flew a thousand miles. <laughs> I mean, if I lived in Grand Junction, I'd come here. You'd love for me to come here. My tithe is very nice. I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that prideful. I mean, that's been one of the biggest problems in my life. People always want me to go to the church, not because of me, because of what I give. They don't understand that. You know, Jesus, you just try to bless the Lord. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I might have to preach this sermon over because I didn't preach it at all. I just barely touched this thing. Went this way, but I want to let you know, none of you have a past. When you know the Lord, your record has been expunged. Which means it never existed. It's gone. So start today. Wow. What a great day it is. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Give Jesus a hand clap as whoever comes to take the service. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. 
To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 